0: This is Our First Responders episode 5, a tribute to the volunteers and support services.
1: There's communications behind the scene, you know, uh, we have a huge uh, organisation or group of people within the RFS who donate their time to run the radios in the office here. Um, Without those communications, people, we don't, nothing happens. Um, Logistically, um, we had a local fire brigade here, the Lavington Rural Fire Brigade, who by default became the logistical hub for this for nearly uh, 35 days straight. It was phenomenal, all donations, uh, they had to get in 40 foot containers and semi-trailers to store the goods that were being donated from all over Australia and then they were distributing, you know, these are all volunteer people, they were distributing um, ration packs, firefighter ration packs, food packs out to the fire grounds, they were taking food up to the staging areas at Holbrook and Gingellic. They kept the Walwood Bush nursing home going for days because people other than firefighters, no one can get in. Taking men's in supplies of bread, the basics, water, uh, Koryong, um, Kudjiwar, you know, Lavington Fire Brigade did a phenomenal job as well as they had crews out on that fire ground the whole time. Um, and, you know, it's a credit to them, once again, to the volunteers. It was just phenomenal what they were doing. It was, it's actually mind blowing what, once again, how something bad brings the best out in people it was just phenomenal and uh, after I was injured on the 30th I was unable to go back to the fire ground so I went out to Lavington and, and the amount of people was phenomenal we nearly had to engage traffic control because there were so many people and it it was a young kid turning up with a, a pallet of cold water or two young girls who worked at Dan Murphy's worked up drove up with a pallet uh, you know as I said earlier the Sikh community um, I think it was the Sikhs, year turned up and asked me what can we do to help and the Lavington Brigade captain said, gee I need a trailer, we've got so much gear, we've got a district. They went away and bought them a brand new trailer and said here it is. Within an hour they came back and bought back a $5,000 trailer. Um, it's just been phenomenal. So in that there are so many other roles, it's not just about firefighting and without all those other, I guess, back of house roles, we can't do what we do as firefighters. We rely on the police a lot for roadblocks, particularly once big fires start. Um, Coordination, door knocking, SES, phenomenal. Um, Ambulance, um, New South Wales. All, all, not just New South Wales. All states have the similar. Um, You know, people don't see it, but essential energy. You know, a lot of these fires go through and just burn the power infrastructure out. Those guys are pretty well in. Not long after it's the fire's gone through to try and get power up and running. Telstra all the telecommunications people. It's not just firefighters. There's a huge amount of um, support and backup and other agencies. Um, Fire and Rescue New South Wales. You know, they're they're the paid firefighters of New South Wales. They're out there on asset protection and in support roles. Um, As I said, we had Canadian and American firefighting specialists out here for the whole summer because of the extent of what we had across the state. We had three, three deployed to here. Um, two Canadians, one from Alberta, one from Ontario and another American firefighter specialist from uh, Boise, Idaho and they were, you know, they were instrumental in helping us also you know, manage these fires. Aerial support you know, the, both RFS support, um, contract support or, you know, the aerial support's a big part of firefighting these days so they make a big part of the team too and unfortunately as we heard on I think it was about the 10th we lost uh, Bomber 134 over on the Snowy Mountains. The, the Colson C-130 went down. We lost three American firefighters.
0: I think the support we had in Correong when we first got in there was amazing. Um, we pulled up, we regrouped in the Correong fire station.
2: That was three o'clock in the morning.
0: There's a little shop right next door to the fire station. We are all pretty well exhausted. and their a little pizza and cinema shop. Um, they opened their doors up for us, said, there's a cinema in there for you to sit down in help yourself to cold drinks and they even started cooking us meals like we hadn't eaten since we left
2: they were apologetic that they didn't have any food there for us and we said look you know for you to just open your doors and open your fridge i mean we had a cold soft drink Um, it's amazing when you're out on fire grounds for that long the simple things are so good oh yeah definitely (laughs) so you know and and hats off to them they just opened their doors and we got back about 10, uh, probably about 11 o'clock the next morning back to the fire station. And they were already cooking pizzas. And through a bit of, um, I guess, communication errors and mismanagement, tell you what was golden. uh,
0: Just (laughs) Um, as good as winning the lottery, I reckon. it It was,
2: it was. And I mean, other things that come out of the fires, we have a heap of people who have volunteered or put forward their name to volunteer with the Brigade. So, uh, you know, we're going to have about 25 or 30 people to go through and um, catch up with and potentially look at getting more people volunteering. So again, when people see the big fire, they go, oh, I want to go and help somehow. And that's how they they think they can help, which is good. So we might have a, a good influx of new volunteers over the next 12 months.
0: One thing is always behind a strong firefighter i found is an even stronger partner at home. Um, to tell my wife I'm going down the station, I'll be back in five minutes, uh, leaving at home with my three young children um, and then not returning till what, three o'clock the next it's afternoon bad. on um, New Year's Eve. As, uh, yeah sort of put her through a lot. Um, I made the foolish thing of not charging my phone so I had no way of contacting her. I end up calling her about 11 o'clock on Dave's phone, saying, "You know, we're all right. This is where I am." Um, and then after every time my pager went off after that, she sort of started going through the things. Oh God, you know, where's he going now? What's going to happen now? Um, but they're yeah, sort of having a strong partner at home, and your kids to come home to is just sort of a really big thing, I think.